morning. It is wonderful to be here with all of you. I feel honored to be here at the Wonderama Center this week to guide a retreat. And I feel nurtured in this beautiful place with the blessings of the head drama master, Venerable Chuksanim. And Mother Reverend Myungtawanim and many loving Kyomunims. The theme that I have developed over many years for an annual retreat is in nature, our true nature. I truly believe that nature is the most powerful gift we've been graced with to support our spiritual journey. At Wondarma Center, we are embraced by nature. Have you noticed? In nature, our true nature, what does this mean? What does true nature mean to you? Is there an interconnection between nature and our true nature? From a broader perspective, what is the true nature of the universe? In order to understand this, various theories have been proposed. Some say reality is made of information. Energy is information. Some say reality is geometric. Time is spatial. Some say reality is probability or emptiness. Some say reality is consciousness. Or in the Buddhist koan, all things are the creation of the mind. The universe is often understood as the big picture of time and space. Here we go. Have you heard triple words and ten directions? These are Buddhist expressions depicting the concepts of time and space. Triple worlds. Triple worlds means the time of a past, present, and future in the universal realm. Ten directions, as we did a ten direction bowing this morning, symbolically designates every direction in universal space, the eight cardinal directions, as well as above and below. In Eastern philosophy, we call nature and the universe, chanji. We chanted this word this morning in the Yangju spiritual chant. Chanji. It's a single word, but it is usually translated as heaven and earth. However, Chanji is not a recognition of duality. Instead, it acknowledges the oneness of heaven and earth as the great singular mechanism of the universe.
Heaven and earth operate together. Without heaven, earth is not complete. Without earth, heaven does not exist. The two are inseparable and complementary. This is also known as the Tao or Way. The founder of One Buddhism, Venerable Sote San, showed us the truth of the indispensable graces and virtues bestowed by heaven and earth. We call this in Korean, Chan Ji Eun. The physical graces that we receive from nature or heaven and earth are described in one Buddhist scripture as the air in the sky by which we are able to live by inhaling and exhaling. The support of the ground by which we are able to carry out the activities of life the light and energy from the sun and moon through which all living things on earth come to existence. The beneficence of wind, clouds, rain, and dew which sustains all life. Who does not appreciate the physical graces of nature? The naturalist John Muir said that in every walk with nature, we receive more than we seek. Scientific research supports the idea that we are naturally healthier and happier when we spend more time in nature. Why do we resonate so strongly with nature? With the sun, moon, sky, clouds, rain, mountains, trees, rocks, animals, and everything natural. Perhaps because like Sotesan, we can perceive truth in nature. A great scripture exists within the very heart of nature. And also here, we are in the Caskill Mountains in nature, seeking glimpses of our own true nature. One of my favorite koans, a verse from um, our book for contemplation is, I have a volume of scripture that is written without paper or ink. It does not contain a single word, yet always radiates light. What does this mean? Nature, heaven and earth, is our scripture, the source of profound teachings. Nature does not discriminate. It welcomes everyone. No discrimination whether you are from north or south, white or black, happy or angry, wise or ignorant, 
male, female, or gender neutral, Republican or Democrat. Nature welcomes us all without any thought of discrimination. Nature is truthful. Nature reveals itself as it is. It does not pretend. It does not deceive. It is not self-conscious or judgmental. There is no calculation in nature. Nature does not harbor any concept, nor does it look for recognition. Nature gives us everything we need to sustain life, yet, yet, it does not expect any return from us. Am I saying everything you already know? Nature embodies the spirit of no self. No self means not being controlled by ego-pleasing or ego-grasping mind. When we are sensitive and easily hurt by something, this indicates our ego is involved. When we find ourselves tied up with our ego-driven thoughts, it benefits us to return, return to nature. In nature, embraced by the vast, vesselless vessel, vast, vesselless vessel, we effortlessly drop and shed notions of a separate self. We drop and shed notions of a separate self. We feel automatically connected as soon as we step in nature. We aspire to be free from our ego-driven mindset and to live with a true nature anchored mind. I sometimes imagine myself as a garden. In this garden, there are many, many weeds. The weeds represent thoughts which I have designed to defend or protect my self-image. So every day I pull out mental weeds so my mind will be less cluttered and free from distraction and disturbance. As you know, one way we pull the weeds from our minds is by calming down our thoughts through meditation. However, I sometimes wonder how helpful it is to keep pulling weeds because there always seem to be more. Should we spend the rest of our lives pulling them? Am I trying to help you by suggesting a task that will never end? Oh my, what is the answer? Now for a different approach. In a garden, we know that to eliminate weeds for good, 
we have to remove them by the roots. To eradicate our ego selves, we have to find the root source, root cause. Taking care of the root cause is realizing that in reality, there is no garden, therefore, no weeds and no one to pull them. No self, no troubling thoughts, and nothing to do. This is the essential dharma of true nature. True nature. Our true nature is the state of mind that exists before sadness, worry, anger, happiness, or joy. In true nature, there is nothing to defend. There is nothing lacking or overflowing. No sense of success or failure. Our true nature is ever-present and indestructible. Like a volume of scripture that is written without paper or ink, our true nature does not contain a single word, yet always radiates light. The founding master said, seeing the nature is like a millionaire who, without realizing that her assets are her own, one day eventually comes to realize that she is wealthy by nature and always has been. Along the journey of restoring our true nature, we often find that karmic stuff arises from our childhood memory, family dynamics, past relationships, and even past lives. Regrets, sorrow, confusion, fear, anger. This is an opportunity to deeply look into our conditioned selves with compassion and understanding. By embracing them and by letting go of their karmic self, we connect with our true nature. The natural world supports us in this healing journey. Nature is our true guide. Nature inspires us to be our true selves. I hope this week can, we can each experience deep connection with our Mother Earth and with our true nature and heal ourselves. In the blessings of nature, through retreats, in everyday practice, may we cultivate a calm, clear awareness, numinous light, numinous awareness, unwavering wisdom that recognize that, and mindful choice in action. 
That is another koan in our scripture. A person who practices well is not separate from true nature. A person who practices well is not separate from true nature. May the light of our true nature shine. Now, what is your true nature? Would you like to know your true nature? Listen. 